0: And we're here in Matthew 25, verses 14 to 30. And it says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who brought his own servants and delivered his goods to them. To one he gave five talents, to one two, to one one, each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. Five talents. Good man. The one who'd received two did the same thing, but the one who'd received one, he went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents brought the other five saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, his Lord said to him, Well done, that's the one we want to hear. That's the one we want to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. The same thing happened with the one with the two talents. But then in verse 24, Then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you haven't sown, and gathering where you have not scattered. And I was afraid. And he went and and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, here is what is yours. And the Lord answered in, answered him and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I haven't sown, and I gathered where I haven't scattered seed, just to say that is not true. That is not how God works. God only reaps where he's sown and gathers where he's scattered. And and he'd given him seed to produce a harvest with. I mean, it's just absolute rubbish what this guy was saying. And he said, even if that's what you thought of me, you should have brought back a return then. And he says, so take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will have an abundance, but from him... Who does not have even what he has will be taken away. Cast this unprofitable servant into outer darkness. Um, that's that's a pretty serious sort of a um, a parable. But it's also a parable, you know, for those who have the right mindset and the right attitude and the right heart towards God. It's a fantastic parable. It's about entering into the joy of the Lord and receiving um, incredible rewards. And we looked in the first week, are we builders or are we barriers? And we decided we are builders absolutely and we looked through a number of of points that Jesus is the master that he's really confident enough to trust us with his stuff he gives us according to our ability which is where we're going today um, he gives us our ability in the first place and fear is our greatest enemy that's really what we covered in that first week and and the emphasis there was Jesus is the master And uh, fear is our greatest enemy. That's, That's really how we spent that first week. Then we carried on and we began to talk about capacity. Capacity, which we defined as ability plus resource plus stewardship equals capacity. And that really speaks of ability, our skill, our particular strength, and the resources that we have to do something with that that could be time that could be people that could be finances that could be a building it could be all sorts of things resource plus how we handle it for God amen yeah. equals our capacity and we found out that our capacity must increase must increase but then we began to find out to find out just a little bit last week that capacity really speaks of next level living. That's where we want to be. There's always next level for our lives. Always next level. Now, okay, in life, we don't have massive change every day. But there are times and seasons where things take a huge step forwards. And it's as if we go right into the next level. Right into this whole new season in God where the heavens are open. Things are, you know, well, the heavens are open all the time. But, you know, things increase and enlarge in our lives. And we go, you know, from the five talents to the ten. Or from the two to the four. That doesn't happen every day. But what can happen every day is that we keep on hitting up against what wants to stop and, and squash down our capacity, which is that ceiling that we keep on hitting. That ceiling could be so many things. Could be intimidation. It could be fear. It could be the lion. The lion, that's all you keep on slaying is lions. But David said, no, lion, lion, no, I'm going to move up to the next level, which is a bear. And then by the time he came to Goliath, he'd moved that ceiling so high that he said, this is going to be a piece of cake. He didn't stay at the capacity of a lion slayer. Are you with me today? Yes. He didn't stay at the capacity of just being able to handle one or two staff in his business. But he pushed the ceiling up where he could handle five or six. And then pushing the ceiling up again where it can go to a, a, a whole new level, perhaps into a different nation as a company. This isn't the business seminar here today, but so often there are ceilings that we keep on hitting. It could be an anger problem. You know, ah, oh, they just pushed the wrong button. Well, it's time to move the ceiling. That button shouldn't create that reaction in your life. If it's done it for 20 years, time to move the ceiling. Are you with me today? Time to move the ceiling. It could be, well, you know what? I can believe God for my, you know, for my bills to be paid when it's 1000 a month. But man alive, now the gas is going up. We need to panic now. Now there's no petrol. We need to panic. Because that's what the world does. <laughs> Come on, this stuff either works in our daily life or it doesn't. And, uh, you know, now the gas bills are going up. Oh, we're going to be in real trouble. <laughs> well, there's a number of things about that statement right now. But you've got to move your ceiling. If you can believe God for 1,000, you can believe for 1,200. If you move your ceiling. You see, it's this ceiling thing that you've got to move. This is where we went last week. And we were just talking about the ceiling needs to move. But capacity, um, you know, I began to talk a little bit about our ability. What is our ability? The ability to handle more, the ability to be faithful, the ability to be focused, the ability to take opportunities. Don't always call them risks, but sometimes you need to see you need to take risks. Yeah? If, If you never take a risk, you never do anything. (coughs) excuse me ability to make good decisions all those abilities will you know determine whether you have two talents or five talents right now (laughs) then we began to think about this whole thing of capacity our capacity for faith our capacity for boldness our capacity for grace that's grace for ourselves, but also grace for other people. Our capacity for change. Oh, that's just too much change all at once. Move your ceiling. See, the ceiling will always be there. You never get rid of the ceiling. Oh, we've got to break through the ceiling. No, you'll never break through the ceiling. You just need to move it up. Because if the ceiling's gone, there's no more ceiling. But I, I've, I've found out through the Word of God and through experience that just because I've got through one situation doesn't mean to say I'm not going hit, to hit another situation. The ceiling's still there. It's just been moved. Capacity for change. Capacity for empowering other people. You know, some people are a bottleneck. Oh, that's really quiet in this Presbyterian church here today. I thought you'd like to come to church and hear that this morning. Some people are a bottleneck. You say, can you get a number of people together and do this? And they say, no, I'll do it myself. Well, great. You've got a wonderful ability, but you've just absolutely squashed the situation because we want to see other people empowered. Just because you can do it doesn't mean to say you should. Perhaps that's a word for some of you in your business. Come on. Empowering Man. other people. What's your capa- your capacity for empowering other people, or are you so are you so perfection minded that they're never good enough? Yeah, come on. What about our capacity to handle people? Ah, oh, I just can't handle all those people. Well, time to move the ceiling. But they moan all the time. We'll put your moaning ceiling up. Ability for grace. Hello? What about the capacity to endure pressure? Some of these things we're going to cover a little bit more today. Or capacity for receiving correction. Some people, you try and correct them and they just throw it back at you. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. And say, well, stay a midget then. (laughs) Stay this tall in your life. Come on, we want to build giants in Citygate Church. We want to raise giants. We want to build people changers, people world changers and big people. I remember we had, what's his name come here? Pastor from Life Church up in Bradford. Oh, Pardon? Paul Scanlon, of course. We had him a couple of times here and always, always great to have Paul here. And, um, and he talked about building bigger people. You don't just want to build a big church. You want to build big people. Yeah, yeah. Well, that means we've got to lift our capacity. We've got, to, we've got to raise the ceiling. Now, we love to take the roof off in Citygate Church. That's a different thing. Make a lot of noise and jump about and shout and just really celebrate. But what about the ceiling in our own life? What about our capacity for receiving correction? One of the fundamental things for growth. And then we began to, to think last week <clears throat> about the fact life on the other side of the ceiling. Because that's where your vision is. That's where your dream is. That's where the 10 talents is. Or the 20 talents or the 50. Don't stop at 10. Take those 10 and make another 10. And then make another 50. 50. Then make another 100. It's always, it's always, come on, there's always achieving. There's always more. And it's not the rat race of the world which is competitive against others or insecure for some kind of identity that now look what I've done. Look at me. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the well done, good and faithful servant. That's the well done that we want to hear. Living to please our God. So we really began to think about next level living. Life on the other side of the ceiling. So if that's what we're dreaming, and he's the God of fulfilled dreams. But that's all real. There's an incredible verse with Abraham. Romans chapter 4. If you read from verses 13 down to about verse 22. Incredible passage that says he was a father of many nations in the presence of God, therefore, he became a father of many nations on the earth. Absolutely incredible. He was a father of many nations in the presence of God before it ever happened down here. You see life above the ceiling is that life of vision, the life of possibility, the life of, of, of dream, the life of where your faith is going to operate, the life of what God has planned for your life. I don't want to live underneath the ceiling, which is normal and ordinary. And I'll, you know, I'm not saying average because that's a competitive statement, but but I don't want to be I don't want to be down here in the ordinary place of life. I want unusual miracles. As we were singing today about pour your spirit out, and we need a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit. As I was thinking about that, other what does that look like? What does it look like? It's great to say, "Oh, pour out your spirit, Lord." What does it look like? What am I expecting? Well, am I am I expecting greater worship? Well, yeah. But is that it? You know what I'm expecting. If we're saying a fresh wind, a fresh move, outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which incidentally doesn't really pour out of heaven, it pours out of here. Just a thought, because that's where the rivers pour out of now. There's nothing else coming out of heaven because he said, I've already poured out my Spirit. Upon all flesh, but now where's the spirit going to pour out of out of here, out of your innermost being? And if we're expecting fresh rivers and fresh wind of the spirit and fresh move, fresh fire, fire in our belly, fire in our bones, pouring out into a generation, what are we expecting? Are we expecting just greater worship? Are we expecting just a nice feeling in a service? No. You know what I'm expecting? I'm expecting people to fall down on their knees and give their life to Jesus Christ. I'm expecting cancers to fall off of people. I'm ex- I'm expecting blind eyes to open like we've never seen before. I'm expecting stretch forth your hand and the withered hand is made whole. I'm expecting like Smith's, the, the guy, and the leg grew down where the guy didn't even have a leg. What is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? It's resurrection life that is touching a generation to demonstrate the Lordship of Jesus and the victory of the cross. God doing far abundantly above all we can ask or imagine. When we say pour out your spirit, we're not talking about a feeling or just a glowing church. We're talking about the power of resurrection life impacting a generation to sweep it into the kingdom of God. The capacity has got to increase. To be faithful over the ones and the twos. That they're discipled. I don't know why I'm going here. It's nothing to do with my message this morning. That they're discipled and they're loved. And they're fed and they grow in their faith and their forgiveness. And they, and they really have died with Christ. And they really have. All old things have passed away and all things have become new. And they're not waiting 10 years to be baptized when they feel like it. But there's such a cup to the heart that they get saved and healed and delivered and baptized and set free. And it's like, boom, into the kingdom of God. Why? Because of the environment of health and growth in the church. Come on, let's not just think about our own capacity and our own ceilings. Let's be thinking about it of the church. We need more small group leaders. Why? Because we want to put into the lives of people to grow some big people. Ah, but I haven't got the time. Move your ceiling. What are our ceilings? Are they emotional ceilings that you have your meltdown? Is it a stubborn ceiling? I'm smiling as I say these things. Is it a stubborn ceiling? Oh, no, I'm really open to God. I'm never stubborn with God. What about your wife? Or your husband? Where's stubbornness kicking with you? I identify with the one who, you know the parables in the Bible where he said, God said, will you go and do something? Yeah, I'll go and do it. And then they don't do it. And then there's the other guy. No, I'm not doing that. And then they go and do it. That's, yeah. <laughs> Which one are you? Okay. What ceilings do we currently have? Because if we're going to live life that's in the next level on the other side of the ceiling. The ceiling's not going anywhere, as in you know going. We have to move the ceiling above the level. It's where we need to move the ceiling. Perhaps it's a fear thing. Perhaps it's an ability to handle finance thing. Perhaps it's an ability to handle people thing. Perhaps it's, a, perhaps it's an understanding thing. You just can't get your head around something could be an education thing I need to learn more are you with me today yeah Yeah, yeah. what's the ceiling that you're hitting up against because it's great to believe God for miracles but what he doesn't do is move ceilings (laughs) because the ceilings are to do with personal growth and when it comes to growth The two greatest examples, I think, in the Bible of people that were both empowered by the Spirit. One had grown personally and therefore received the Holy Spirit. The other one grew because he received the Holy Spirit. One was David, one was Saul. I know which one I want to be. Saul received his miracle and became another person. Wow! But he never grew. Same old insecurities, same old ceilings, same old competition, same old mess. But David, lion, bear, Goliath, king. Can you see him move the ceilings? He had some other ceilings he had to deal with. One was was in a bath on a rooftop. That was a literal ceiling, wasn't it? It's a roof. There will always be ceilings that you've got to move. So today, we're going to talk about next level living. If we're going to live in the next level, how do you move your ceiling? No, you don't just push. You don't just say, ceiling be gone in Jesus' name. No, you don't do that. You move the ceiling. How do you move the ceiling? By starting to live. Oh, you're going to have to get your head around this one. By starting to live in the realm of the next level before you get there. You see, we're prophetic people. And that doesn't mean to say we just prophesy what's going to happen on the news. It means we're the prophets of our own life. So we've got to speak and think and live and everything else we're going to cover in the next 20 minutes. We're going to live. In the realm of the next level before we even get there. That's what faith does. So let's go through these points. I've got seven points and we'll just, we'll just power through them. Easy. Number one. And it's there for the, it's there as number one for a reason. And it's this, next level thinking. Next level thinking. And Mindset. Isaiah 54 says, doesn't it? For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. My thoughts are higher. My ways are higher. Oh, well, that means we can't have access to God's thoughts. He always thinks bigger thoughts. Come on, keep reading the passage. But as I send down the rain, which doesn't return void, so I send my word, and I can paraphrase it like this. My thoughts are up there above the ceiling. Your thoughts are down here underneath the ceiling. But I'm going to give you access to my thoughts even though you don't naturally think my thoughts. I'm going to give you access to my thoughts by sending you my word. And if I can, if I can only get my word on the inside of you, you can start to think thoughts above your ceiling. You can start to think how God thinks. You can start to, to have the mindset that God has. We have access to the very mind of Christ. When God sees a situation, God's outside time, I know that, but we're in time, so God still deals with us in time. So when a, a situation happens, does God lose it? I don't know what to do. <laughs> I have no clue what to do with this. Holy Ghost, you got any, any, any good, good suggestions? Michael, come here. You're out there fighting stuff. Go and deal with this. No, God's not surprised. His mindset is a mindset of not problems, it's possibilities. It's opportunities. It's the mindset. And the only way we get the mindset of God is by getting into the Word of God. It's the only way. It's as clear as day what God thinks and how He thinks. It's clear. The more we're in the Word of God, the more we think the thoughts of God. Even while you're underneath the ceiling. Your life may not be experiencing this next level up here, but you're thinking like it. Hello? Now, this is where people get all confused. Ah, you got somebody who talks like they're up here, but they're living down here. Well, talking's my next one. They're thinking like they're up here. They're acting like they're up here. Why? Because that's what they really think. Ah, they're just putting on a show. No, they're not. That's how they think. The more you spend time with God, the more you think like God, the more you look really weird to people who don't think like God. Oh, yeah. I'm just, just being, can I, is this a, Yes. If you want to look and sound like a generation, then just, just, you know, close the book, put it down. But if you want to look and think like God and experience life like God and be a, 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 an incredibly powerful gold vessel for God, oh then we need to be thinking the thoughts of God. How does God think? Well, I'm going to find out. You know, perhaps it's a how to handle people thing. We'll find all the verses about how to handle people. How did Jesus handle people? And get the thought process going in your mind, even though you're not doing it yet, but you can think like it. Hello, are you getting anything out of this today? See, it's, it's getting access to what's up here before you're even there. Next level thinking. Everybody say next level thinking. Okay, which is thinking the thoughts of God. What's the second one? Next level conversation. I've already told you this is what is coming. What am I saying? What am I saying? Words are creative. I mean, this is city. This is our bread and butter, guys. Yeah. Words are creative. They were never designed to be reportative. Ten spies just reported. Two spies were speaking creative words. But the generation went with the ten. See, Christians, there's this whole push in our generation to be real. Well, which reality are you talking about? Under the ceiling or over the ceiling? That's the reality I want where all things are possible. Everything you put your hand to prospers. And words are fundamental. You see, words, Proverbs 18, have the power of death and life. It's in the tongue. Now you don't just say it once and think that your last 30 years of saying the opposite and you just say it once and life's going to change. No, your conversation has got to be out the abundance yeah. of the heart. The mouth speaks. Yeah. And if it's in your heart in abundance, what's in your heart in abundance? the Word of God. God's thoughts. Because we think in our heart as a man thinks in his heart so he is why because you get God's word that comes down like the rain and it doesn't return void it prospers where he sent it it accomplishes it fulfills it comes out of your mouth and as you speak it out you're speaking the reality that's up here above your ceiling life debt free life without fear life without the guilt of what went on when in your teenage years Life without regret because of the divorce or the family breakup. See, people think, no, I've always got to live under this stuff. No, you can live above it in your next level. You can live above it all. But you've got to speak it. You see, if our conversation, oh, Pastor J, tell me how you really feel. No. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. None of your business, number one. Hello? Since when are we supposed to talk about how we feel? We're supposed to create who we're going to be. Quite simple. You have what you say. I mean, you know me. I could do a whole series on this stuff. Power your words. Ah, one day I'll be healed. No, by stripes, I've already been healed. Oh, you don't look it. Where are you looking? Under the ceiling or over the ceiling? See, this is where we're talking about today. We've got to move this ceiling. And words are fundamental to life, lifestyle, life experience. We speak where we want to go, not where we've been. Now, there's a great testimony to be told. But it's not just a rehearsal of hurt. Some of you got that one. It's one of those mornings today, isn't it? It's like, oh, man. It's not just a rehearsal of regret, being transparent and honest. No, all you're doing is you're you're confirming your life in what you've already lived. Come on, we want to be speaking forwards. How's your conversation? How's your conversation this morning? What about number three? Next level victories. I'm going to keep coming back to it. The lion, the bear, the giant. I mean, I wonder if at the time he killed the lion, he was still at killing a hyena. But he had to go anyway. He had a go anyway. You know what? I can do this. I can do this. I've got a covenant with God. I'm a worshiper. The Holy Spirit's upon my life. He's get, he's, these are the sheep he's entrusted me with. So I can do this. Because I know that anything that I have to face to do what God's given me to do, I know I can deal with it. I wonder if physically and emotionally he was still at hyena level. But he went for the lion. Good on him. See, to push your ceiling higher, it will mean defeating greater enemies. It will mean, sorry for the bad news this morning. If I just want an easy, safe life, then I'm never going to live in my next level. But if I want to live in the next level, I'm going to need to go to war against some stuff that intimidates me are you with me this morning I'm gonna have to do it at some point I'm gonna have to take on the enemy gonna have to take him on I'm gonna have to resist him I'm gonna have to go you know where I've not been before next level enemies Oh, Pastor Jay, I've got real faith, you know, against headaches, but, but you know what? I've never defeated anything more than that. Ah, oh, come on. It's time, to, it's time to act like you're on the next level. Yeah. And then that becomes the norm. I know there's some ceilings I want to raise in that area. Next level. You see, the Bible says faith is the victory that we have. And faith. And faith. faith acts like you've got it before you can see it. Number four, very quickly, next level habits. Next level habits. How many books are there out there on the shelves? Habits of successful people. And we just, ah, oh, you know, we're all cynical. No, we don't need that. We just need that Bible. Well, fine. There's a whole lot of habits in the Bible. Pray every day. That's a good habit. You're never going to be a victorious believer if you don't live a victorious believer's lifestyle. Praying. Simple stuff. Habits. Reading the Word of God. Forgiving people when they upset you. That's a good habit to have, isn't it? That's a great one. Oh, but some of these things are the ceilings that I've got. Ah. Well, there's the challenge, isn't it? Do we wait till we think the ceiling's moved or do we act like it's moved? We act like it's moved. You make the fundamental decision, you know what, doesn't matter what they call me, I'm going to smile, I'm going to love them, I'm going to forgive them. Next level, habits. You see, habits are really, really important. It's not the breakthroughs in life that make you great, it's the little habits it's the two talents to five. That's a habit situation. Even the fives to tens, the hundreds to two hundreds, uh, yeah, there's other skills that, that probably need to come in place. But the twos to fours and the fives to tens, that's really to do with just faithfulness with the habits of everyday life. The habits of everyday life. Habits. Habits. You know, I, I I hear this I hear I hear this crazy thing that some people do the silent treatment on each other. Nobody here, of course. I can't get my head around that one. You know, there's some stuff I just can't get my head around. You know what, if if Sharon Sharon never upsets me, but if I upset Sharon, it's probably the way round it goes. Ah, oh, we're just not talking. No, come on. The only way to heal things is by talking. Which is why our generation is so screwed up. They've stopped talking and just started shouting. There's no discussion. There's no, it's just, I hate you, you hate me, and that's it. Because that's, that's all the internet can ever do. It only gives you a position that you either agree with or disagree with. So you just polarize. But that didn't work in relationships. We don't just send a message to each other. I still love you, even though you did that. No, we don't do any of that stuff. (laughs) We don't do any of that stuff. You speak life, but I don't feel like it. I'm coming onto the feelings in a minute. Next level habits. Identify some habits, and I'll say it, of successful people on the next level up from you. What do they do? Where do they go? What do they talk about? What are they not doing? What are their habits? What are the habits of people with a who have a A family on the next level from you. And I don't just mean more kids. We know what they're doing. I'm not talking about that. We're talking about life on the next level. We're talking about, you know, you go into their house and you feel like God lives here. What are they doing? What are their habits? And then make them your own habits. The ceiling will move. The ceiling will move. I hope you're getting stuff out of this today. What about the net? Oh, i got so... You know. Things that are unusual to low-ceiling thinkers must become the norm if we're going to be high-ceiling livers. What are their habits? What do they do? What don't they do? Number five, next-level responsibilities. Fifth chapter of Daniel. I've got scriptures for all of this stuff. I love the fifth chapter of Daniel. It says, for Daniel, in as much, I think it says, in as much as an excellent spirit was found in Daniel. You see, low-level, you know, ceiling thinkers and livers have a that-will-do mentality. High-ceiling thinkers have a more-than-enough mentality. In the parable there, it's you were faithful with a little. You handled the little well. Don't wait till you got the best to look after it. Look after what you've already got or else you ain't going to get the best. I told you the other week about the time when these shoes belong to you and this suit and whatever else, I went home and cleaned the flat. It's all we had. But it suddenly hit home. I needed to be responsible for what I've already got. Spirit of excellence. You see, Daniel had every reason to not work hard for his captors. To do the bare minimum. Every reason. Shouldn't be in exile. This shouldn't be happening. Yeah, a lot of shouldn'ts in life. The do, ah, oh, this isn't the job God has for me. Well, whether it is or whether it isn't, God is still your boss. Work for Him. Work for Him. Don't say, well, when I get my dream job, that's when I'll give my best. No, you give your best in the job you got now. Spirit of excellence. Raising your ceiling. I hope you're getting something out of this this morning. we alive. in life. Number six, next level, values. Now, this goes a little bit with habits, but habits is what you do. Values is what you value. What do people who live up here value? What do they value? What's really important to them? Well, we know what's really, obviously, up here is Jesus. He's our greatest example. We know what really matters to Jesus is lifting other people up. That's a value. We've got a number of values as a church. But what do high-capacity people value? What's the engine on the inside of them? Is it self or is it others? Low-capacity people, I'm, I'm just going to say it. Complain, moan, criticise, point the finger and tell everybody they're a victim. That's low capacity. That's low under there. The ceiling is so low. They just moan about everything. High, High ceiling people are thankful people. They value what God's already done. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the middle of everything, thank you, God. Should be the, the greatest explosion ever comes out of a Christian is saying thank you, Jesus. That we're grateful for our salvation, for our healing, for our family, for our church, for our society. We're thankful for everything we're in. But I'm just going to put in another word there. We're not just people who don't complain and moan and criticize and act like the victim. We're people of honor. Honour, H-O-N-O-U-R, just to say. Just needs to be right. (laughs) Honour. Value, honour. Something that's been so thrown out of our society, all we talk about today is tolerance and respect. Neither of those are Bible words. Neither of them, so they're severely lacking. Honour says you value something. You've got to value for your husband or your wife. Like kids, honour your parents. Yes. Honour your parents. Yes. Parents, honour one another. Honour your children. Yes. Honour a society of honour. Everything's better with honour. As Kevin Gerald says, honour up, honour down, honour all around. Honor, 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 honor. We honor our authorities. We honor them. Low level people just criticize everybody. Oh, there's this. Oh, there's all that. No, come on. Let's get back into a place of honor. You want to live next level? You'll never do it. We dishonor coming out of your mouth. Whether you disagree or not is completely irrelevant. It's Honor. And the last one, point number seven, next level authority as we close. Next level authority. Living life up there is like, okay, it's the ability to stand and fight under pressure up there. What can they take that I can't take? What can they Endure. I'm not going to use the word cope because cope is not an authority word. It's a counselling word. Authority has to do with enduring. Paul said in Acts chapter 20, and I love this, verses 22 to 24, I won't quote the whole thing, but he says basically, I don't know what's coming down the road, but I do know this, a lot of chains and a lot of tribulation. That's what he said. I know. Why? Because that's next level living. Oh, what a great way to end a series. What's it like in the next level? More pressure. What's it like in the next level? Chains and tribulation. (laughs) Oh, I don't want to live up there then. That's why most people don't. You know what's up there? Greater authority. Chains and tribulation await me. But... See, I left out the butt. None of these things move me. That's what Paul said. I know there's going to be tough times. I know there's going to be hassle. But hey, I'm the one who knows how to wear the armor of God. I'm the one who knows how to put my foot on the neck of every plan of the enemy. I'm the one who knows how to use the sword of the Spirit. I'm the one who knows how to use the shield of faith. I'm the one who knows how to say, devil, back off. I'm the one who knows how to say, even though the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion, you may not devour me. Why? Next level authority. We've already said greater battles, but greater authority. Next level authority. Sometimes the only reason why people live in the next level is because they got up the eighth time. And then they got up the ninth time or the tenth time. It's authority to possess your own, your own soul, your own emotions, your own feelings. Oh, I just can't I feel like this. Come on, rein it in. Reign it in. How you feel, how you think, the decisions you're making, the words you're speaking, rein it in, in Jesus' name. Quality decisions, not emotional decisions. People make the worst decisions because they don't know how to rein in their emotions. Come on, let's stand to our feet here today. I hope you got something out of that. Wow, next level living. Next level living. Next level thinking. Next level conversation. Next level... Of victories, next level habits, next level responsibilities, next level values, next level authority. There's a lot there. It was never just going to be a simple message. Time to move some ceilings. I'm going to think like that from today. I'm going to speak like that. You know what? You'll go up and down. You'll be speaking up there and speaking down there. And you'll be criticizing and then honoring. You'll be But you know what? It's what we're becoming. It's the journey that we're all on. It's the journey that we're all on. Next level living. Come on, let's pray, shall we? Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're the one who empowers, equips, enables. And Lord, right now, today, we want to align with you. We know what you're saying to us as individuals. We can hear your voice. We know what the ceilings are. We know what the words are, the thoughts are, the actions are, the habits are. We know what the authority is, where the level of is it it is in our lives we know what we're happy to fight and what we're not happy to fight the lions or the bears or the hyenas lord we know where we're at that's not the important bit the important bit is to know what the next level is and thank you holy spirit for revealing to us and speaking into our lives right now we thank you holy spirit that by your power by faith and by your grace We step up today. Lord, we move that ceiling. We think, talk, act, speak, value things on the next level for our lives. Lord, we're not going to keep praying, move the ceiling. We just can't do it. Lord God, we lay hold of it this morning. First and foremost, Lord, that your word would live and breathe on the inside of us. It's where it all comes from. Your word gives us our future. Your word gives us our next level. Gives us the words to say, the thoughts to think, the habits to create, the, the, the fights to fight. All comes from your word. And we receive that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, right now in this place, there are people that need to be introduced to you. And Holy Spirit, we pray you do your job right now soften hearts open eyes bring people to the cross today Holy Spirit if you're here in this place with every eye closed and every head bowed if you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour or perhaps you're here today and you know what you need to come back to God You say yeah I'm a Christian but you don't live like one come on the Christian life is a life it's not just a belief it's a life and if you know that today's your day you're not here by accident none of us are here by accident and you need to receive Jesus as Lord for the first time or you need to come back to Him just right now with every eye closed and every head bowed I'm going to ask you to do one thing not just as a little private thing between you and God come on Jesus Himself said if you acknowledge me publicly I'll acknowledge you before my father in heaven and all i'm going to ask you to do without anybody this isn't a show in that sense in any way but but if you're here today and you want to respond to this word and say yeah jesus i want to receive you today my lord and savior i'm going to ask you to lift your hand in this place now please god bless you wonderful once i've seen your hand god bless you Uh, you can put it down once i've seen your hand that's awesome wonderful come on there's other people here today Thank you, Jesus. Come on, every week we have people come to Christ. Let this be your day in Jesus' name. Is there anybody else here today? Wonderful. Well, let's all pray this prayer right now as we do every week. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. You've demonstrated your love by sending your son Jesus to die on the cross to give me abundant life. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord, my Saviour, and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived, apart from you. And by the help of your grace and your power, I will never be the same again. I receive eternal life in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate a bit here today, shall we?